Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 32 for George and season 28 for me. This is day 13 of season 100, the midday. The first question asks us for a word in a David Bowie song that relates indirectly to the 19th Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, so I figured this had to be one of my favorite Bowie songs, which is Suffragette City. Um, because what it's else also one of would your favorite it amendments. be? I mean, yeah, more or less. Um, <laughs> you know, the, I, yeah, I just, I knew I would think of it if I just kind of went through a few of those songs from that era of his career. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't going to be Diamond Dogs. It wasn't going to be, um, Rebel oh. Rebel. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to, to flip through a few of them and, uh, Suffragette City, uh, came up, so... Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I put it down. <laughs> Suffragette, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not the t- full title, because we are just asked for that word. Right. Uh, yeah, I my first thought was 19th Amendment was Prohibition, right? <laughs> kind of, and then just you know sort of went off and did other things and came back to it. And, but no, wait, the 19th was something else. The 19th, oh, the 19th Amendment was uh, women's suffrage. Oh, right, suffragette, suffragette city. Okay, yeah, that... Was that from Ziggy Stardust? Maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I can't imagine that he had another one that would have fulfilled <laughs> this criterion yeah. later on. So, uh, yeah, I, I figured it must be Suffragette. And that was, in fact, the correct answer. Question two uh, gives us the name of four members of a longtime foursome that was founded in 1973 and asks what mythical god they were named after. Some sort of classical string quartet. Uh, and I don't know why I remember Kronos Quartet being a thing, but mm-hmm. I, I recall them being a thing kind of in the 90s uh, as part of that sort of last fracturing of popular music. Mm. Like the, the, that, that period where we were switching from the, the pop music monoculture uh, to, you know, everybody's <laughs> basically got their own radio station now. Um, and I don't remember what it was, and I kind of briefly flipped through their wikipedia page to see if uh i was reminded of anything but nothing uh nothing really popped for me Mm -hmm. but just i I remember them being a thing like 30 years ago or so uh just enough that i just i have absolutely no memory of the song or even the genre Mm -hmm. i presume it was something classical yet popular like you know some kind of classical covers of rock songs or something like that or just something that was vaguely rockin' or the like. Um, but I figured this had to be Kronos. Yeah, this is one where I use the same logic to get to it much more directly in that Kronos uh, Quartet, The really the only piece of theirs that I know is in fact a cover. It's a cover of a song called Marquee Moon by the band Television, who has also been a question in recent uh, uh, seasons. And uh, it was on a a compilation album called Rubaiyat, which is the Elektra Records 40th anniversary album, which I had. It came out in 1990. Um, I'm looking it up now to get these details right, because this is the way that I remembered it, um, is just that it was kind of a favorite... And it is, again, kind of an oddball little um, compilation because it's all people covering 
you know, different uh, songs by artists on the Elektra label. Um, and so, yeah, this is the only way I have heard of Kronos Quartet. Um, but it was such a, like you said, kind of a weird little anomaly of a thing um, that it stuck with me all this time. Um, I don't think I, well, maybe somewhere I have that CD still. My mm -hmm. gosh, it's a double CD album, in fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to them play this, you know, a number of times on that CD just because it didn't used to be a thing that you could, you know, put things on your iPod and you <laughs> pretty much either play the whole CD or you could skip tracks. But like, you know, that's generally what I would be. I don't think we even necessarily had a remote so that I could do that with <laughs> stereo system at home or whatever um so yeah this is a long and circuitous way of saying i just remember stuff from a long time ago um and so i figured you know it it didn't take me too long to kind of reconstruct that a little bit and come up with chronos that was the correct answer did you spell it right oh yeah okay uh, but not least I... because hmm. our our uh time entry system at work is chronos so <laughs> You know, it's right there in front of me often. Yeah, I, I originally had it misspelled, but I eventually got it to the correct K-R-O-N-O-S spelling. Sure. So, question three asks us, uh, who is the subject of the 2024 biography, The Showman? Yeah, so this one bedeviled me for quite a while, and... I, you know, the first person that comes to mind when you think about a leader and former actor is Reagan. Mm -hmm. So, but I didn't think that would be the case. Like, why would a 2024 biography come out of Reagan? Mm -hmm. And the question used the word profiles, which suggested to me that it's based on interacting with that person mm -hmm. as much okay. as it is sort of like historical, I don't know, documents or background or whatever you might call it. Okay. Um, okay. And so I figured it has to be a living a politician world leader um i just kind of cast about like i i couldn't um put my finger directly on anything just thinking through different world leaders you know thinking was uh you know pierre trudeau formerly an actor i don't think so like just going through um and i don't mean justin by the way i did mean i know that justin <laughs> wasn't um you know is emmanuel macron previously an actor i don't think so um and, you know, it's narrowed down to just, uh, I believe, male actors because it's called The Showman. It's, you know, it's not going to be a, a gender neutral title there. So um, finally, I just kind of thought, what if this is about Silvio Berlusconi? Because he was such a flamboyant and kind of awful dude, um, which I it occurs to me, I don't specifically know if he is still alive i think he is no he died within the last couple of years oh okay well there you know there's my my logic doesn't even hold up super well with that but um that was really the only thing where a title like the showman suggests some of that flamboyance sure. that i thought that he had in his career and life and that's really using a kind word for someone who was not a very good person at all mm -hmm. um but Berlusconi is what I put down. Uh, I also initially thought Reagan, mm -hmm. world leader and former actor. Um, but then I thought the title doesn't 
tell me Reagan because yeah. one, he was not known as a showman type actor. Right. Like he wasn't a Broadway song and dance kind of guy. Sure. Uh, he was a dramatic actor. Um, and also it seemed to me to be uh, not a great title for a biography of Reagan at any point. Um especially in 2024, because if you yeah. write a biography of Ronald Reagan in 2024, you're going to have, uh, you know, a title that indicates either he was the greatest American president, he was the worst American president, <laughs> or this is a very dry scholarly look at the life of a human being. Mm. The showman gives me none of those. Yeah. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go with, he was the greatest president of all time, no, you're not going to call it the showman. If you're going to go with this is a simple examination of a life, no, you're not going to do that. And if you're going to go with he was the worst, you're going to be like the clown or, mm -hmm. you know, the guy with the chimp, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so I had to think, okay, who's another world leader who was a former actor? And I immediately thought of Volodymyr Zelensky, the president mm -hmm. of Ukraine. Sure. I think he's the president, the leader of Ukraine. Um and I thought showman works more for him because he was a comic actor. He was a sketch guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, he was. And I, I think he did some song and dance as well. So mm -hmm. that would uh, that would be more sensible. And it was kind of a more direct reference to, you know, how he got into politics, like immediately from being the showman. Sure. Versus, you know, Ronald Reagan, who went through a long period of being a union leader and then being a governor and then eventually being the president, there isn't that direct, you know, one day he's dancing on Broadway, the next day he's president of his country. Mm. Uh, so without really knowing it, I figured, okay, I'm going to go with Zelensky on this one. And that was the correct answer. Well reasoned. Yeah. Question four asks us about uh, what German city has the greatest number of bridges in Europe? Uh, it is a port city. It gives us the name of a bunch of rivers that didn't help me any, but I uh, had to go back to back when I was living there and uh, <laughs> trying to think of, okay, so a German port city is going to be in the north. So it's not going to be Munich in the south, in Bavaria. It's not going to be any of the cities that I was ever uh, in for long periods of time. And I had to think, okay, what's up north? My initial thought was, is Mannheim up north? I don't know. I don't think it is. It doesn't seem like it is. There was a while that I was thinking, oh, how about Danzig or Gdansk? Are mm. those still in Germany? Or is that, <laughs> those, is that city that has been named one of those two things at various times in its history still in Germany? Or is it in Poland now? I think it might be in Poland now. Okay. We're, so what? there's one that's got an H in it. It's a Habsburg. No, <laughs> no, that's the dynasty uh, that I recently saw a thing about that's hilarious. And I don't I, don't want to, I'm, I'm amazingly not going to go off on a tangent here. Uh, so it's not Habsburg. And I just sort of let H something roll around in my brain. And I thought, you know, try to think of other ones. Like there's, uh, there's Cologne that I thought, no, I don't think that's it. Uh, it's not Berlin. Uh, that's not a port city as far as I know. Uh, what was the damn one? There was, there's another one that I thought of that I can't think of now that's uh, frankfurt frankfurt am der main um mm -hmm. but that that is known as frankfurt am der main meaning on the main river right 
which is not one of the ones that's given here, so I rejected <laughs> that. I kept, kept trying to figure out, there's, there's an H, 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 A, I think it is. What the hell is it? Hamburg. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Hamburg. And I, I don't recall whether I ever actually went to Hamburg, but I've seen a lot of pictures of it, and they all include rivers. Seems like the entire city is right next to rivers. So, okay, that would make sense. Is it in the north? I think so. I, I seem to recall it being one of those up northern cities that I never went to. So, uh, yeah, we'll go with Hamburg. Yeah, this is the uh, question of the day that just, as soon as I read it, dismays me. Because, <laughs> you know, not only is it about a specific country's geography, referencing rivers, which I don't, you know, rivers in particular are so elusive to me in terms of retaining knowledge about them. Sure, sure. Um, and so I just, you know, first I'm faced with the question, think of a bunch of German cities. Well, that's drudgery by itself because mm. it's just like, okay, there's Cologne. And then there's Berlin. <laughs> And just like this, like this is the pace at which my brain does this kind of question sure. when it's, you know, effectively my, since I don't know it directly, my, my way in is supposed to be just think of a bunch of possibilities and try to suss out, which would be the likeliest one. Reasonable. Um, I ended up going with Dresden. Okay. Because that okay. came up after, after a while and I thought. That sounds sort of vaguely kind of like it would be in the north because I always sort of associate it vaguely with the other like Denmark and the Netherlands for some reason um, that that it's in that sort of Baltic area instead, which it is not. I looked it up just mm -hmm, now. It's mm -hmm. not. Uh, it is in the Elba River, which is at least I get, you know, mm, a reasonable. third of a of an imaginary point <laughs> for that. Um but yeah, I I thought of Hamburg um, that occurred to me, but I had no anchor to say, oh, yes, for sure. It's on these different rivers and it has all the mm -hmm. bridges because um, I just know very little about any given German city either. So sure. uh, I ended up putting down Dresden. Reasonable. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it was Hamburg. Yeah, it was good enough. I was good job. Surprised myself that I got it, <laughs> uh, especially. And if you, if you look at Hamburg on a map, it is amazing to think of it as a port city because it is miles away oh. from the seas of northern europe interesting it is very much inland oh okay uh, like it's a solid 20 miles away from the ocean huh or what you would think of as the ocean but i guess all the rivers that go down there make it uh, easily navigable and useful as a port makes sense so. question five asks us what mobile game was knocked off by such Amazing titles as <laughs> Smarkle Flyer and Fallout Bird and Ninja Flop and Tiny Flying Drizzy. <laughs> Tells us the game is from 2013 and was developed by Dong Gwen. Yeah, this one, I my initial thought had been Angry Birds, but mm -hmm. I was like, first off, I don't think that's just a solo individual creating that game. Mm -hmm. I think that was an actual game studio that kind of you know, put it together and it was a huge deal and there were many sequels you know, that they made of it. Uh, and I don't recall there being knockoffs. But secondarily, I thought, oh, this might be about Flappy Bird, which was that 
weird kind of janky slightly is my impression <laughs> um to, sorry dong um the game that came out and it was a huge trend for a very short while mm -hmm. um and clearly generated all these uh, copycats um that you know thankfully several of these names kind of evoke like splashy fish that's you know that's essentially the same syntax as flappy bird mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so just the fact of all of these sounding like uh you know ai translations of flappy bird basically made me think yeah that sounds right probably it was created by a guy um or a person and so yeah that does do i feel like it was about 11 years ago um that my kids were you know playing it mm -hmm. on various devices or whatever yeah. yeah i think that's about right so yeah, that works. i'll go with flappy bird yeah. uh yeah i had a much shorter route <laughs> to that and just kind of thought like oh is this angry birds no that's that was that was older and mm -hmm. yeah kind of had the same like that wasn't just by one, the one guy what was the one by oh flappy bird yeah okay flappy was it flappy bird i feel like that that sounds right flappy bird and that kind of comports with some of these other uh ridiculous names so yeah i'll go with flappy bird and that was the correct answer hmm. finally question six asks us about uh a fighting force that um it has a very dark history and the name of which was taken from the Turkish for new and soldier. Uh, my first thought on this was Mamluks. Mm. Mamluks. Uh, and then I thought, no, they were much earlier. And I think they were an ethnicity or some other kind of group within the, the Ottoman Empire or the, that some empire of that region. Uh, I remember them being involved in, I think, the conquest of Egypt, and that would have been long before mm. uh, the 16th to 18th centuries. Uh, and then I thought, Janissaries. Okay. Yeah, Janissaries sounds right. I know that in civilization games, they uh -huh. are pretty much always the Turkish or Arabic or something like that kind of special unit. Uh, and I don't really know anything about them besides that. I'm trying to think, like, okay, uh, does that look like a name that is com from, you know, two words combined as new soldiers? Yeah, it's long enough that that makes sense. Um, not that I know any Turkish or anything that might get me to that, but mm -hmm. uh, for lack of anything else, I'm going to say Janissaries. Yeah, this was definitely sort of like the shallowest level of knowledge that I may ever have used uh, to... <laughs> um answer a question and um it was honestly sheerly like what's a term i can think of that sounds vaguely right for this and janissaries came to mind not much else really did um i think it's probably just the you know my uh general attention paid to languages and how they sound um like the um the the web game worldle which i probably mm -hmm. talked about as far as getting you know brushing up my geography um ability a little bit um has a new component where like they've just added more and more bonus rounds or layers to the quiz for each country and one of them is 
um, most common languages in the country. Mm. And so you're asked to, to give the top two languages or try to guess the top two languages in a given country. Um, and then uh, you're supposed to pick from a multiple choice of how do you say my name is in each of those two languages that it turns out to be. And kind of surprisingly, sometimes I'm surprised at my ability to um, pick the right looking my name is, you know, however it's it's spelled, sometimes in, you know, non-English <laughs> uh, script or letters or what have you. Um, and it's not from learning those languages. It's from this impression I have of what something should sound like in, you know, okay. a, a given okay. two different languages. Sure. Um, and I, you know, like, like I think I'm doing pretty much better than just sheer guessing or random chance. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's, you know, again, that kind of level of knowledge sometimes works for these things where you're just kind of like, this all has to just gel together a little bit. I vaguely, I, I can't even say I, I super well, uh, or even vaguely know what the Janissaries were or when they were active or anything like that. Um, but I don't know, probably I spectated you all playing here. I stand <laughs> and it was in there. That's like probably could one be, of my weirdest ways of knowing things is just yeah. other people's board game knowledge, um, <laughs> that I happen to have overheard. Um, anyway, the short answer is somehow I knew this was Janissaries or at least that that was a pretty good guess. And that was correct. Well done. Happily enough. <laughs> so that means you. I beard it. Yay. Really needed today because. Well done. Taking on a acquaintance of ours who's very, very good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. For myself, I'm taking on one of the perennial Rundle leaders. And so I don't hold out a lot of hope for my performance in this one um other than almost none of these are you know pop music is okay for me but classical music um you know game sport are not generally good categories for me so like the four that i got right are actually against type for me and missing zelensky i would hope would hurt me the least because current events is way up there for me so but probably i'm getting three off the top for the german city okay. and and i'd have to be very lucky to have that um work out for me uh, with this opponent but you know we can always hope indeed well that's it for today tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis follow us on blue sky at learned lag now with all the vowels and remember don't forfeit don't cheat <laughs>